Hey y'all, hey. Welcome to Such a Lady, and I'm your old Siobhan. If you are new stopping by, we hope you make yourself comfortable and stay a while. <laughs> you definitely can sit with us. To our sales, thank you for tuning back in and thank you for your support. It doesn't go unnoticed and you are appreciated. This week, Such a Lady of the Week is Sarah Boyd. Um, our business, such a lady of the week, is Sip and See podcast, hosted by Carissa Gentry, and she says, "Grab a drink, and then come listen while she tells you about books." Now, if y'all know me, y'all know I love books. I didn't know about this, so I'm not gonna lie and tell y'all that. Hey, look, I've listened to it. But once I saw it, I was like, absolutely. And then sis has the nerve to have drinks on the page. So she lets you listen to her stories and she shows you what drinks go with the episodes. So I like that. You can catch her on Spotify. Um, we support you. <laughs> I will be tuning in. Uh, I love a good book. Y'all know I love a good book. I will get lost in a book. So I am excited. Um, if you all are like me and you love books, um, you love podcasts, you love drinks, then it sounds like you need to head over to Spotify and follow our new best friend. Okay. All right. So I hope you all had a great weekend. I hope you all did something to make you smile. Um, my weekend was pretty relaxing. Um, nothing to write home about, but I'm grateful that it was relaxing. I am always on the go, go, go. So whenever I have a weekend where I'm not booked and busy, that's a great weekend. So I hope you all had a enjoyable weekend and let's get to the toxic stuff. Okay. This week's story is really heartbreaking, and it's one that goes to show you that no one is exempt from evil. I might get a lot of hate behind this, and so I just want to apologize in advance to myself and to the newcomers, but I do think that mental illness causes a lot of people to get away with things. Do I think mental illness is real? I absolutely do. I myself suffer from anxiety and depression. For years, I've had some really, really dark thoughts and been at some really, really low places. So I absolutely get it. But I do believe that once you are aware that you have a diagnosis, you have a responsibility to take your medication. Is it hard? Yes. Might you have to go through a couple of different medications to find the one that works for you? Maybe. Um, maybe medicine might not even be for you. Therapy might be for you. All I'm saying is that once you know and you are aware, you have a responsibility to yourself and to others to take action because the event that you don't Things can take a deadly turn. That's all I'm saying. Things can get really, really ugly. Like in the case of Regina Johnson, 
who was set up by a friend to meet Reuben Johnson. The two would fall fast and hard in love. Reuben was always considered to be a family man. He was considered a protector, a provider. Reuben had been in the military for over 20 years. And although he was away quite often, he made sure that his family was taken care of. Because by this time, Reuben and Regina had a beautiful daughter named Aaliyah. When Reuben was home, he made sure he was on top of his daughter's grades and made sure that he tried to make up for the time that he was gone. Regina, on the other hand, was said to be more laid back and lenient on their daughter. And family members would say that this would sometimes cause issues between the two of them, Reuben and Regina. But nothing that they couldn't get past. So although it was an issue, you know, it was something that they were able to talk about and get over That is until Aaliyah started high school and started dating. Reuben just wasn't having it. (laughs) He wasn't. Aaliyah had other things to focus on. And I'm not going to lie, Reuben sounded like my dad. And at this age in life, I don't feel like my dad meant any harm. I think that he just knew that I would have time for all those other things. And he wanted more from me. He knew that I would have time to go out and party and do all those things later on in life, but I wouldn't have the time to go back to high school or to graduate with my my friends. You know, I I wouldn't have that. I wouldn't have the time to get those grades back. So um, I definitely can see where he was coming from. Now, my mama, on the other hand, was... (laughs) more lenient. She put me in the mind of Regina. Uh, When I got pregnant with my daughter, she was like, you know, the damage was already done. So my boyfriend could stay the night. And apparently she didn't clear that with my daddy. So (laughs) the next morning after she said he could stay the night, my daddy saw him in the kitchen. Baby, when I tell y'all, he cleared everything out. Everybody left, including me, okay? And I stayed there, okay? I was gone for a couple of days. Um, you would have thought I was 12 <laughs> and not and not 19, but he just wasn't having it. And I get it. He was like, you know, just because you're pregnant doesn't mean I'm going to condone you doing this underneath my roof. And I don't think that that made him right or my mom wrong. They just had two different opinions. Um, So I get it. I also get that while Ruben was away, it was just Regina and Aaliyah. And by all accounts, Regina was a devoted mother to Aaliyah. They spent time together. They were pretty much all each other had because once Ruben was gone away, it was just the two of them. But since Aaliyah was starting high school, things were starting to change. Aaliyah started making friends and even met a boy. Y'all know how it is when you meet that little boy, you know, your first little crush crush. (laughs) Listen, can't nobody tell you nothing about him. 
And if they do, <laughs> try me if you want to. Um, but Aaliyah and Xavier met and they felt that connection and young love begin to blossom. The two begin dating and they were basically repeating the cycle that Regina and Ruben did. They were falling fast and they were falling hard. For Regina, it wasn't that big of a deal, but once old Ruben, <laughs> listen, once Ruben found out, he was not happy about it at all. So much so that he told Aaliyah that she needed to break it off. Now, this part right here says a lot about Aaliyah because she called Xavier and she broke things off. She let him know that, hey, listen, my dad isn't happy with this. I need to be focusing on my grades, so I have to let you go. Um, it wasn't like she tried to sneak around and be with him. She actually respected her father's wishes, and that says a lot. But just weeks later, Xavier would be in the police department answering questions. But, okay, okay, let's get back. Let's, I'm moving too fast. So, listen, I'm getting excited. I'm getting ahead of myself. Let's slow down. Let's slow down. So, Regina's sister calls the police to do a, welf a welfare check because she usually talks to her sister every single day. But it's been a couple of days, and she hasn't spoken with Regina and the last time that she spoke with Regina, Regina was saying some crazy stuff. And so now here it is. She hasn't spoken to her. She's tried to call Ruben. She's tried to call Leah. But she can't get a hold of anybody. So right now, the last thing that she can do is call the police and ask them to go over there and do a welfare check. And the police do. Um because they agreed this wasn't normal. How do you go from talking to somebody every day to not talking to them at all and no one's answering their phones? The police not knowing what to expect, go do the welfare check only to be greeted by Regina. Regina doesn't say anything. She just opens the door and lets the officers in. While the police are looking around the Johnson's condo, Regina is not helping. She's not getting up. She's not saying anything. She's just sitting in her chair, looking straight ahead, not saying a word. Now, the police continue to do their search throughout the house and are met with a horrible sight. Reuben and Aaliyah are dead. Both have been shot. Aaliyah once in the head. Reuben twice. The police don't know what to think and Regina is not talking. The police take Regina to the hospital to be evaluated because at this time they don't know what happened. Did Regina witness her family being killed? And if so, who would do this to this respected military man and to this 17-year-old baby girl? Who would do that? The police were determined to find out. Once the doctors released Regina, she told a story that the police couldn't believe. Regina said that Ruben and Aaliyah were arguing about the breakup of Xavier. And Regina stepped in to take care of Aaliyah. 
because that's what mothers do. She said she wasn't going to let Ruben sit there and talk to Aaliyah like that, which led to a huge argument between Regina and Ruben. Now, while Regina and Ruben are arguing, Regina says that Aaliyah goes and gets Ruben's gun. Ruben, being the military man that he is, takes the gun away from Aaliyah and he shoots her. Regina loses it. And at this time, she sees red. And so she gets the gun from Ruben and she shoots him. Because how dare you shoot my daughter? How dare you take the only thing that I have, the only thing that's been with me while you were gone on these, you know, missions. It was just me and my baby. So how dare you do that? The police are in awe because although they saw the bodies, they weren't expecting that story. They asked Regina how long she had been in the house with her dad husband and her dad daughter. And Regina tells the police she had been in there with them for three days. Regina also claims that she was so distraught behind the death of her daughter that she covered her up with a blanket and slept next to her on the floor for the last three nights. While Regina is telling her side of the story, the police are talking to others about what the Johnson household was like. And they just so happen to bring in Aaliyah's ex-boyfriend, who tells a different story. He says that Regina was the one Aaliyah was worried about. He says that although Aaliyah loved her mom, once Regina lost her job, she kind of lost her motivation for everything. She didn't want to get out of bed. She didn't want to take care of Aaliyah. And Xavier said that it kind of became like Aaliyah was the caretaker. And it wasn't like Ruben didn't know what was going on because he did. He tried to get her help. He tried to get her to go see doctors. He tried to get her to, you know, look for other jobs. It wasn't like they saw that Regina was in trouble, but looked the other way. They wanted to get her the help that she needed. Also, the police decided that they wanted to talk to Ruben's sisters. Now, although Regina had been in the family for years, Ruben's sisters did not believe Regina's story for one second. They said that Ruben just wanted the best for his daughter and his wife. And so, although it seemed like Ruben was really, really hard on Aaliyah, he really wasn't. He just wanted and he saw more for her. And he wasn't going to back down just because Regina felt like, you know, she wanted to be best friends with her. Ruben said he, one of them had to be the parent. One of them had to be the uh, disciplinarian and he was going to be that person. Well, Regina just kind of gave up all hope. And she also felt like Ruben was cheating on her. Now, there were reports that stated that he he was cheating on her, but I couldn't find any clear evidence. And definitely, we don't want to put any 
thing on the, you know, the, the dead and I don't have any proof about it, but I will say there were reports that Ruben was cheating on Regina. And so Regina was dealing with the fact that she was, she had lost her job. She was losing her daughter to her making new friends and her boyfriend. And then she had the issue where she felt like her husband was cheating on her. Now that, it itself doesn't say, okay, I'm going to kill my husband and my daughter, but it kind of paints a picture as to what happened. Because remember, Regina said that Ruben shot Aaliyah and she in turn shot him. Now we have Xavier saying that Regina was the one that wasn't too wrapped too tight. And then we also have Ruben's sister saying that Ruben would never, ever do that to his daughter or his wife. Well, the police also send the evidence off to be looked at. And then they do a sweep of the house because they want to know what's going on. And on the mirror in lipstick, they see a note And it appears that it's to the doctors. It's saying, you all know you shouldn't have given me all that medication. Well, also while the police are looking through the house, they notice that there are two dead bodies, but they also don't notice there are a lot of shell casings. So where are the shell casings at? And why come Regina didn't call the police? Why didn't she call them and say, hey, look, something's happened to my family. Like someone's come in, you know, or, you know, we had this fight. Ruben tried to kill. He did kill my daughter. And then in turn, I killed him. Why did you stay there for three days with those dead bodies in the house? And then not only that, the police found out that the medicine that Regina was taking, she got rid of. She flushed some of those casings down the toilet. So for somebody who said that she did this in self-defense for her daughter, things just weren't adding up. And then to add insult to injury, once the forensic came back, it came back showing that Aaliyah was the first one who died. And it looked like she didn't know. She had no clue that she was going to be killed. It appeared that she had just gotten out the shower. She had food in her hand. She was walking to her bedroom. And that's when she was shot from behind in the head. The police also go on to say that Aaliyah had been dead for quite some time while her father had left to go to an appointment. The police believed that when her father came back, he went into her room and that's when he saw his daughter had been shot. At that time, of course, he's heartbroken. He doesn't know what's going on. And I'm sure he can't even imagine that the person who might have done this to their family is his wife, the mother of his child. But before he even gets a chance to think, to act to do anything 
he shot. And once he shot in the torso, he tries to run away. He's trying to get away because he knows he's in danger now. But he's in danger and he's in pain and he's not 100% himself. So he's trying to crawl away and get away. And he makes it down the hallway when he's shot in the head. So the police now know that the story that Regina told them is not the true story. Because for one, the forensics don't add up. The story that she's telling doesn't match up with the evidence. Also, we have these stories of Regina being depressed, not wanting to get out of bed, having these mood swings, um, acting like she just couldn't live, like she just didn't have any will to live anymore. But here she is telling the police that that wasn't the case. They can't find any evidence of the medicine, but then they see this mirror, this, 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 this letter on the wall in the bathroom that she's written to the doctor. So it's a lot of stuff that's not adding up. But with the police, they're just not going to go by what Regina said. Oh, okay, well, yeah, this is what happened. They're going to go by what the evidence says. Hey, why come Regina didn't call the police? B, why come if the case was that they were fighting and, you know, Aaliyah went to go get the gun and Ruben shot Aaliyah, how did Ruben end up in the hallway? It didn't make sense. And so once the the story started telling a different story from the one that Regina was telling, then she didn't want to talk no more. And when she did want to talk, it was that Reuben was controlling and Reuben was abusive and Reuben was the cause of all of this and Reuben, Reuben, Reuben. It, it was never, ever, ever Regina. And so after the police put all this circumstantial evidence together, because although Regina wasn't going to tell the truth, she was only going to tell part of the story. And the police believe that's why she was up in that house for three days, because she was trying to think of a story that she could tell where she wasn't going to be the person that was going to end up in jail for the rest of her life. And the only story that she could come up with was Reuben shot his daughter. But that wasn't true. And once the jury heard the story, they listened to the evidence. They heard the testimony from Xavier. They heard the testimony from Reuben's sisters. They heard the testimony from, you know, um, the co-workers about Regina losing her job, about all of this stuff about the mood swings, they believed that Regina was telling the story. They believed that Regina was the villain. They believed that she was evil. Now, why, even if she did think that Reuben was cheating on her, why does she have to kill her daughter? And the only thing that I can think of and remember, you can't rationalize with crazy. So I said, this is the only thing I can think of is that she wanted to hurt Reuben. And that's why she killed her daughter. 
and waited for him to come back so that he could see that the one thing that he loved the most was gone. And before he had time to fully mourn or act on that, it was time for him to go. I think Regina was selfish. I think that she knew she had an issue. And if it was that bad, why not check yourself into a mental hospital? Why not take your own life? Why did you have to kill Reuben and your daughter? And so that's why I say that once you are diagnosed with something, you do have an obligation. You have an obligation to your family. You have an obligation to yourself because once you don't take your medicine or you don't get the help that you need, then you become a danger to society. Because even to this day, Regina is saying that she wasn't on the right medication, that they were over-medicating her and and that they they didn't diagnose her correctly. But she wasn't taking the medication she was supposed to be taking. She wasn't going to the doctor like she was supposed to go. She had tossed her pills away. And I know a lot of times, you know, after you take your medication for a while, you start feeling better. And maybe that was the case. Maybe she had been taking it. She started feeling better. But unless a doctor or, you know, your therapist or whoever you're seeing says, okay, look, it's time. You've graduated. You don't need to do this. Let's take it down. And nine times out of 10, they don't immediately take you off. They, you know, wean you off. Whether it's medication, therapy, they wean you off of it. It's just not cold turkey. So I just think that Regina did a disservice to herself and to her family. She didn't, her daughter was 17. She had so much more life ahead of her. She was smart. She was beautiful. She was outgoing. She was friendly. She was everything that parents could want their daughter to be. She was everything Regina wanted her to be. They raised a beautiful daughter. They had a beautiful family. And Regina decided that she was the person who wanted to take that all away. And so the jury saw that and she was charged with two counts of second degree murder and sentenced to 80 years in prison. I'm not sure what Regina thought she was going to get from that. I don't know. It didn't seem like she was going to kill herself because she had three days to do that. So it just seemed like she just didn't want them there. It's just sad. Like, I just can't even imagine. Like, when my daughter's in pain, I'm in pain. Like, I'm, like, trying to figure out how to fix it. And she's like, Mom, you can't fix everything. I'm like, I can try. I absolutely can. So to be the reason that your child and your husband isn't here anymore, I definitely believe something wasn't mentally right with Regina. Um, I just wish that she would have gotten the help that she needed. I pray that while she's incarcerated that she gets the help that she needs because she will forever have to live with the fact that 
she will never see her daughter and her husband again. And it is only because of her. It's behind her actions. We definitely um, rest in peace to Aaliyah and Reuben. We definitely send our thoughts and prayers to their family and loved ones. This was a this was a this was a tough story. It was because you know a lot of times we hear about women who kill men and women who kill you know other women, but to take the life of your own child is just it just hits different every single time. Um, nobody deserved to die. Nobody. Nobody deserved to die in this story. And I just thank you all for listening. If you are in a toxic relationship and you want to get out of it, you definitely are tired of going through the back and forth. You've been praying about it. You've been looking for a sign. This is it. This is your sign. If you need help getting out, definitely reach out to us. We can get you in contact with the resources that you need. Or you can absolutely reach out to the National Domestic Hotline at 1-800-799-SAFE. If you are the toxic in the relationship and you're tired of being the toxic in the relationship, I get it. I absolutely get it. You don't have to be toxic no more. You can reach out to us and we can get you in contact with the help that you need. And if you don't want us in your business, that's fine. You can reach out to the National Domestic Hotline at 1-800-799-SAFE. At the end of the day, we just want you all to be safe. That's it. That's all. That's it. That's all. I thank you all for tuning in. I hope you all have an amazing week on purpose. If your day doesn't start off great, that's okay. Don't let a bad moment turn into a bad day. Don't milk the whole day. Don't don't let it have your whole day. I know I didn't been there. I didn't been there, and then I didn't got home and been like, dang, I can't believe I didn't let that take my whole day. Don't be like me. Be better than me. Let it have its moment. Breathe in, breathe out, and then be great on purpose. But what but I want y'all to do is to meet me back here the same time, same toxic place next week. And I want y'all to meet us on our socials at such a media, such a, such a media, such a lady 30 on Instagram and such a lady on Facebook. Tell me what you all thought. Do you all think that Regina really has some mental issues or do you think she was just really just that selfish? Or do you think it was a little bit of both? I would love to get your feedback. I love the fact that you all are responding, that you all are commenting on the polls, you're leaving messages. Listen, I don't think I'm right. I just tell the stories. So I love to hear your opinions. And if they're different from mine, I love to hear that too. Hey, listen, if I'm wrong and you're right, I'm willing to say, listen, that does make sense. Okay, I hear you. Or I'm okay to say, let's agree to disagree. But either way, I just want to talk it out. I love to talk to y'all. So meet me over there so we can chat. Or you can always just leave a comment on our website. So whatever you do, just chat with us and meet us back here next week. But don't forget to be great on purpose. Thanks for tuning in to Such a Lady. And you all, I love you. Bye-bye.